good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 183, and I am Andy Anatko. And I am all the way from across the Atlantic Sea, Florence Ion, in what is yet another week of extremely awkward podcasting. I, I I imagine that by this time you you're you're really really getting in the sense of your ancestors just dreaming of opportunities in America and hoping to one yes. day be there. <laughs> yes, hoping to one day have her Pixel Three laid up against a husband's MacBook that is recording <laughs> the audio right now on. What will hopefully be much better audio track than last week. I do want to apologize to everyone because I realized I started out kind of kind of high def and then I turned into like a, you know, a, a, a very binary ones and zeros uh, version of flow. <laughs> you know, we do what we can here uh, podcasting at different parts of the world. And I just appreciate I just want to say I appreciate Andy and Jim. Uh, our editor for being so flexible <laughs> time zones and distribution of files and things of the sort and apparently throttled internet because although Romania does have some of the fastest internet in the world uh, you pay here by megabyte. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I suppose the next relevant question is how is that traveling with only a Chromebook experiment going for you? <laughs> I mean, the Chromebook is great as, I mean, it's a great laptop as like this, this light thing that you can carry around that you can just like write any, you know, I can edit some raw photos on it now if I want to with Lightroom and immediately upload. By the way, if I sound a tad bit congested, it's because I am getting what is probably a Romanian flu. Hopefully, hopefully it's not flu-ish. Uh, hopefully it's just stuffiness. I have been hanging out with a lot of adorable little... Balkan uh, children. There you go. So, and you know, Balkan children are full of germs as much as American children are. So, <laughs> so, so we're looking forward to you bringing back a really exciting new strain of something to the United States. It's, you know, it's possible, but hey, listen, this is why global travel is uh, so perilous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is also perilous when, I don't know, I have to do a, I have to, I don't want to completely toss aside the Chromebook as a travel machine. I think that I need to do a little bit more trial and error because I think the adapter that I brought, I brought this cheapo, sorry, but it is. I brought this cheapo Aki uh, little hub here. USB-C. Like USB-C to... and, you know, it has like the HDMI in and stuff. But I noticed that when I plugged in the microphone to this, the microphone that I brought, it's like this little portable blue mic. They don't even make this model anymore. Uh, it's a hand-me-down from one of my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and it lights up when I connected it to the official Apple connector to this MacBook. So I'm thinking that this is just not delivering as much power as I need to be able to power up like the webcam and the microphone. And so I think I just need to find a better adapter for the Chromebook that can like make these things happen. So thank you to everybody for allowing me to <laughs> audio diary my life trying to make this thing work because it really is a trial and error game here. But, you know, yeah. so was using Windows 95 when I was a kid, right? And learning how to use it, you know, trial and error. Yeah, I, again, I, 
I I survived the transition uh, on the Mac from PowerPC to Intel. I also survived mm-hmm, the transition mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Uh, like the original Macintosh system kernel to uh, Unix. Uh, I, we will, and again, we we are all we are both uh, you know uh, children of people who were children of immigrants or children or children of immigrants. We realize that we have the genetic stock to suffer, 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 but still have dreams of stability maybe not for us but for our children maybe our children will be able to travel with a with a low cost laptop and still sure. <laughs> or just the pixel slate uh i do and, i do want to and, make... and maybe they'll get the, the pixel slate like really really working by then <laughs> exactly uh i do want to make one slight comment before we move on though just related to this idea of ancestors and suffering um <laughs> hope you all had a merry <laughs> christmas everybody <laughs> Listen, I've been, I've been here for a week and change. It's, it's already <laughs> rubbing off on me. Uh, <laughs> I went to the Natural History Museum today, which definitely has not been updated since communism. Uh, because the elephant feet were like just coming off. I've never seen an elephant with such narrow stalks before. And um, it, taxidermy. We are talking about taxidermy. <laughs> and the tax. So you know how when you do taxidermy at the Natural History Museum in uh, New York City, or maybe you come to us at the California Academy of Sciences in San Francisco, and it's just these like picturesque, you know, backdrops and these just beautifully, this beautifully done taxidermy. It's extremely lifelike, and you're like, oh, look at the cute little mountain lion playing with her mountain lion cubs. Okay, it's a little different here. Uh, because here we we teach children, and I was certainly taught like this, which is where I get my cynicism from. But here we teach our children the realities of life, and the realities <laughs> of life is that there is a food chain. Uh, and so I went through, I would say, no fewer than four taxidermy rooms of just like raw animals eating other animals. <laughs> like I have never seen so much taxidermy. It's taxidermy upon taxidermy. Like the snake had had the little shrew in his mouth and and the mountain lion was tearing apart a carcass and the vulture was tearing apart a carcass and the wolves were fighting over a very large deer and it was just it bloody and uh, you know what? I just, I really love my people. I really do. <laughs> These are my people and I'm proud. <laughs> oh God. When, when, when you, when you said back to communism days, I, I imagine that like all the displays were like, like a wax, a lifelike wax figure of Ceausescu, like strangling a leaping tiger with just the force of his charisma and he personality. He actually loved to hunt. Yeah. I, I like in putting this out in the world, but I've been, I've been reading about stuff as I've been here um because i basically it, this is a history trip as well for me a learning trip if you will an immersion trip and he loved to hunt wild boars that was like a thing that was done and of course there was a taxidermy room of the boars out and i think that's where i saw like a weasel with something in its mouth <laughs> so yeah okay so it's been <laughs> uh, i i have i don't think i've ever had more sympathy for another human being than I've had for you. Not not because of like the taxidermy thing, but the realization that like uh, I I love my family. They're wonderful people. Um, sometimes, not every Christmas, but sometimes by the end of three or four hours, my ability to filter 
and my ability to say, actually, I should probably respond. No, it's Christmas. Let's just let this lie. Uh, that's it. Starts to wane, and I'm 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 now imagining you're basically having a Christmas day that is lasting eleven days now. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, but it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, fun. it's an adventure. Yes. It's an adventure. Uh, one last, I I do want to add. I'm sorry, Andy. I just no, have no, so much to tell you. No, please. <laughs> I, 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 been, I, I sincerely tell you, I've been looking forward to the de- the ongoing debrief <laughs> on your Romanian adventure for a long time. So the last little thing that I'm that I'm trying out while I'm here is, uh, hey, you, let's not forget that the Pixel Three has a raw mode, a <laughs> raw shooting mode, and boy, do those take up a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very curious to see when I get back home to my actual PC, how these things are going to look in Lightroom on there. That's where I really want to test it. That's where I really want to see what the capabilities are. It's really interesting to see the side-by-side of a shot taken with the with the RAW versus the JPEG because the JPEG is the, the one with all the AI magic on it. Yeah. It's the one where everything is already perfectly edited and contrasted and the clouds are in perfect focus and so the building is the perfect color whereas the raw version is just this ugly like blown out photo <laughs> that you're just like oh god i just want to go in there and touch it up you know you just want to go in there and and do things to it but then you see the jpeg and you're like wait a minute why, why would i go do all that work when my phone just did <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah i uh, I, I get you that's the that's kind of the depressing thing like when i, when I come home from a trip and uh, maybe I was walking around with my really, really good camera, like slung around my hip, and I'm doing all the artsy, you know, ooh, ah, ooh, let's bracket, ooh, let's, ooh, ah, wow, oh, of course I'm shooting raw, ah, ooh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm Ansel Adams. Um, and then there's some shots where, like, I'm sort of like, I, I got to get to my train, or like for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, I'll just snap this with my phone, and then snap, and then you, they all find, they all go into Lightroom, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at a shot, I'm thinking, you know, see. I, I'm I get down on myself about my my abilities, but you know sometimes all that years of taking pictures and caring about my craft really come together. You can see in this shot every detail and every and then oh yeah that was the that was the phone's AI improving everything. So the, the difference between RAW and JPEG now is start is starting to get blurred. And I think that the the lie that the really really geeky photographers have always told you about oh shoot raw it collects so much data, but even when you're shooting with like a two hundred dollar like pocket camera, there is a chip in there that the, the the Canon company has spent years developing to take raw numbers and turn them into beautiful pictures, and it represents a level of sophistication that you are going to have to apply yourself at the cost of maybe a half an hour to make that raw. It's it's not it's not a magic wand. Um, it is not before before we we, we get off the topic though um i had i had the exact same problem like uh where uh an adapter didn't uh, something didn't work with an adapter on usbc even on uh, even on my uh, on my desk excuse me on my uh my uh, macbook pro uh like on, on a desktop under ideal circumstances plugged into ac um, and uh, the I immediately switched to a powered hub, and I just plugged that adapter into the into a powered hub, and it worked perfectly fine. Or rather, I'm sorry, the uh, 
using it just for using it just for USB to A to USB C. But then uh, the first thing I plugged into it was a powered hub, so that it really didn't have to do anything at all. So that's that may be a universal thing, not not something that uh, is going to be a, a block for uh, for Chrome OS. But yeah, it is. It's 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 exactly like what I was going through with my first couple of years, like traveling with an iPad. It's like okay, and today we learned that AirDrop. Uh, I, I need not, today we learned that I need to bring a phone with me so that I can get a file to a phone via Bluetooth and then to the phone to the iPad via AirDrop. Okay. Wow, that sounds. You know. <sighs> I bet you there's more tricks. There's more tricks to all of this Chrome stuff. You know what? Next year, next year is going to be the year, Andy. Next year is <laughs> going to be the year that we get at least 12 more updates yep. for Chrome OS uh, with some really helpful stuff. That's what I am. That's yep. what I am hopeful. I see. I don't want to jump ahead because we we do want to talk about next year, right? Yeah. I it's, mean, well, it's it's also tough, particularly I, uh, so over uh, the last week, particularly. I don't know why. Well, okay, I know why. Uh, people are asking me a lot about. Oh yeah, what, uh, the there's another price drop on uh, on the on the Pixel Book on, on the Google Store, like 750 bucks for the not Celeron, like the i5 with 128 uh-huh. gigs, which is kind of the sweet spot for if you want a powerful Chromebook. And 750 bucks is a really good price, particularly when you compare it with uh, an iPad Pro, which is a wonderful, wonderful device. But uh, that's maybe your table stakes f- to get into the iPad Pro before you even get uh, before you even get a, uh, uh, a a keyboard for it and a couple other things that you might want if you're going to use it that way. Um, and I have to say that well, <laughs> I, it's like, well, I, I really think that's a good deal, comma, especially if Windows 10 comes like dual boot comes next year. And as certain as that's looking with all of these commits in the, in the dev channel that you, I still can't say yes, by all means, $750 enough for you. Why don't you spend $1,200 for the i7 because it's going to be a, a Windows laptop too. Um, but at least uh, the new uh, updates to Chrome OS now, at least uh, Crostini, like the Linux layer, uh, supports USB. So mm-hmm. maybe now you can, we can at least start using it in a, okay, I can actually plug things into this and, <laughs> and Linux, will, Linux will actually see accessories. I, I remember how excited I was getting back to uh, Mac OS 10 that, again, they, they started off with a public beta. It's like, <gasps> I can print. Honey, come over here. Gather the kids around. Look, my Mac is printing things. Oh, you see, Papa, yeah. we came all the way to America. Now, you, the, your dream that you never came to see is a coming or true. We're printing, Papa. We're printing. Your little boy, he's a printing. <laughs> So, by the way, I never figured out Google Cloud Print unless until I had to have it configured properly to print at my house, which is making me wonder, does that mean that I can print stuff from here to my house at home? I should just preliminarily start printing all like all photos and things. <laughs> Have it like waiting for me when I get back home, just a pile of things. You know, you, you know, it would be kind of a little, a little bit of fun for you for, for, for when you come home. Like today, uh, just have it print just a piece of paper with simple system font saying, I know what you did. And then like you'll be jet lagged. Maybe be another few days. You'll totally forgotten about it. You just see this thing in the printer tray or maybe even better. It will have like flopped out of the printer tray and slid across the floor. And now it's just this thing like on the floor. 
uh, yeah, it's too bad. Am I putting uh, bad ideas in your head when it. you're kind of vulnerable, like with jet lag and I, I was actually, um, <clears throat> so I do have a Wi-Fi connected printer, everyone. It's called a, a, Mimo, a Memo Bird, but I call it a Memo Bird. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like this silly little printer you buy. They're like, they're like the cool new, they're not that cool or new. It's, uh, what's it called? The heat, the heat paper. Oh, thermal. You know, the, the receipt paper. Thank you. Yeah. Thermal paper. By the way, I forgot my English. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an adjustment. Um, yeah, so the thermal paper. And so I was just thinking, what could I print to it? Sorry, I went off into a thinking zone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> Again. I actually had a dream that I went like that. I went on a thought hole and I felt bad about it. So you might need to shake me a little bit. <laughs> Oh dear, shall, shall shall we collect ourselves with a commercial? Yeah, let's shake ourselves into a commercial. This episode of Material is brought to you by our brilliant friends over at Pingdom. Pingdom is brilliant because they help keep your sites and the sites you love online. Pingdom monitors your site so you don't have to and gives you real-time feedback so that you know exactly what's going on at all times. The internet is awesome, but stuff does break all the time. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company. You need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you are alerted depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL you want to monitor, and they will take care of the rest. So go to pingdom.com backslash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and the RelayFM network. Well, so we are, we are kind of looking forward to uh, next year, and I was I, I know that we're going to that this week's show is going to be kind of a short one and kind of a fun one, and also we're helped out by an industry that just can't be bothered to release any news of any kind uh, this week. Also, like journalists who have absolutely no shortage of malfeasance. Uh, to uncover with Facebook and Google and Twitter and pretty much everybody, even we can't really be bothered to look. Is it? Is it? Can we break the the internet next week so that we can just you know make 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 a gingerbread house with our kids? Fine. Not to mention that when we get back from the holiday uh, festivities, we will have CES uh, to launch into, and then which will. Uh, sort of launch us off into the next flagship round. So we'll have a whole new year of flagships to talk about, Andy. <laughs> and um, I do want to mention just quickly before we do something really fun, that there has been a lot of rumbling about new Pixel, low-end Pixel coming out over mm. this quiet holiday season. So... That'll be something that we'll have our ears to the wall for. Yeah. And there was also there's also for CES the implication that since so many of these developer commits are happening, that maybe 
at CES that Google... You get a Chromebook. Is, and you get a Chromebook. Well, yeah. And everybody gets a Chromebook. Yeah, because like uh, it's been a long time since any major tech company, including Google, has chosen to introduce anything at CES because... They're big enough that they'll get attention on their own, and who wants to who wants to jostle for attention uh, for like an, the thirteenth uh, Hue light bulb, smart bulb knockoff system to like be introduced? Uh, but there is some speculation that makes a little bit of sense, and you can tell by the variations in pitch that I'm not saying anything. Uh, that maybe maybe uh, Google will choose to support the other companies that might be introducing Chromebooks at CES by at least announcing that c- committing to doing Windows 10 uh, and maybe not certainly not uh, announcing not releasing it that uh, that week, but at least saying that yes, here's our timetable. We're going to be having that ready for it's in t- it's it's finished and we're now just bug text testing and we've got the second quarter uh, of of 2019 scheduled for it. So that and that would be. <laughs> that that would be a time where if you find that out and if, if you if you hear that news from CES and there's still a good deal on a Chromebook uh, on a Pixelbook and you've been thinking about it and you're pretty close yeah that's a good time to get them before they stop before they 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 run out of them. All right, Andy, should we have some fun? Let's have some fun. So I so I thought instead of like talking about nasty things, which we usually usually do in reaction to news, we <laughs> well, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> We're all we're only commenting on things that other people are doing. Well, okay, but we're fortunately we don't we don't have to talk about. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna. It's Christmas time. We're not gonna talk about that. Um, yes, yes. So I thought let's. I I have a, a pair of linked. Uh, what would you do? Sort of questions that are kind of that are kind of presage uh, twenty nineteen. So you have here. Uh, here's a whole bunch of here are six five like Google products Google products or services. You got your Android, you got your Google Assistant, and I'm going to, for this purpose, I'm going to roll in Google Assistant includes any smart devices uh, that are, uh, that are uh, only Google Assistant, but it doesn't mean like the Google, it it doesn't include like devices that use Google Assistant. It's just this one feature, uh, Chrome, Chrome and Chrome OS, and Google branded hardware and Google search, and keep that in mind. Now you have to give up one of these Google things for the entire year of 2019. Which would you choose to give up? I'll tell you that you'll get it back after a year. This is just can you? We which one would you willingly give up for a year? Once again, you got your Android, Google Assistant, which means that if you've got it running on your phone, you would have to turn off Google Assistant on your phone. You have to turn off Google Assistant on your on your Chromebook, uh, Chrome and Chrome OS. So it means that not only the browser on your MacBook, but also uh, your Chromebook or just Google branded hardware in general. So you can keep your Samsung Android phone. Uh, you can keep your HP Chromebook. You just can't get a Pixel anything. And finally, Google search wherever and wherever it occurs. So I have my answer for this one, the Google Assistant. I would give up the Google Assistant for a year, and I would like to explain why. So first of all, Android can't give it up. It runs my smartphone. And as you know, this is the world that we live in is run by the smartphone. So I need it. Uh, Chrome and Chrome OS, it is my daily operating system. I need it to function on the Chromebooks that I have. Uh, Google branded hardware, I absolutely adore the camera on the Pixel 3 in um, the last two pixels. And I don't want to give it up. 
quite frankly. And I wouldn't want to, I mean, pixel book is on loan, but I wouldn't want to give that up forever to say, <laughs> like, I wouldn't want it to just like disappear. You know, I'd like well, to you, continue having access. Remember, to it. remember you, you get it back. You can get it back on January 1st, 2020. This is only for right. one year. You're not, and you're, and you're not making it disappear for everybody. Right. And well, so I, and I need Google search to do my job. True. <laughs> Cause it's like, and, and this is not to say, oh, journalism is just using Google. What I mean to say is that Google has basically indexed the entire world. And because they have indexed the entire world, a journalist's job is to go and search for things. And so, yes, mm-hmm. you got to use Google. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, also, at, well, this, yeah. at this point, like we know how to use Google. It's not it's not necessarily that Bing or DuckDuckGo is that much better it's just that now we know like how to manipulate Google yeah. search, like when to, to make it give us the results that we're actually looking for. And that's like a lot of like a l- lot of acquired experiential knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Auntie, for expanding on that. Um, so, and so the reason I would say the Google Assistant, why I would give it up is because I've been thinking a lot about this. And this is more me musing about being in another country. But it's not just being in another country. It's it's being in a country where the Google assistant has not fully penetrated it the way it has in the U S and you know, it is kind of, I want to say a bit of an overkill how many microphones I have in my house. I've been thinking about this a lot, particularly here being in this apartment that I'm renting from somebody else. Like there is nothing smart in this apartment. Everything is a light switch. And by the way, except for you Flo, you're very smart. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but that is to say the electronics in this house, you cannot talk to it to do it, to do things for you. Like (laughs) I keep wanting to say, Hey G do this thing for me. And I had to get out of that habit when I first got here to instinctually (laughs) have that. Cause that's what would pop in my brain at first. It would be like, okay, I need to say the command to get the thing to go. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're in somebody else's house is a completely different, uh, setup. Like we're watching TV through a good old fashioned HDMI cable <laughs> connected to <laughs> a good old fashioned TV. Um, you know, nothing super fancy here. And we have like a little jam box that we travel with. You know, it has like the aux in if you need it. It has Bluetooth. And so then we like to put on ambient music and stuff while we're getting ready for the day. And it's I brought Christmas lights that are battery operated. It's like there's nothing <laughs> smart in here. And I haven't even, uh, Andy, the other day we were trying to chat over Slack and because I'm in my bilingual mode on the Google, uh, on Gboard right now, it was having a hard time. I was having a hard time dictating to it. I haven't really been using it at all to like talk to it. I've just been typing it in. And so if if I still have Google search, I still have what I need. I can still go find you know, the restaurants that I want to go to and phone numbers for things that I need and directions to uh, places I want to visit very easily. The thing I don't need is the assistant to roll out the carpet for me and, you know, sweep it clean every time. And I'm thinking a lot about this because also a lot of my cousins, maybe it does run in our, in our bloodline, (laughs) both sides of my family, but (laughs) a lot of my cousins are really into like tech and a lot of us are android users like i think it's in our genetics um and so yeah no seriously we've had like a lot to talk about in terms of just like uh freaking out over gadgets you know like oh what gadget do you have and like 
all my cousins have like cool Android phones, you know? So, which is neat. And so we kind of like geek out about tech a little bit and like, I'm a huge nerd. So I love to, I love to talk about this stuff and connect with people about it as well. And when they ask me if I have a Google home mini, I'm like, I don't just have a Google home mini. No, no, I can honestly say I don't have a Google home mini. (laughs) Yeah. I don't just have a Google home mini. Like I have the entire family of Google devices, uh, consistently and constantly listening in. I will say, by the way, we did mute everything before we left for the cat sitter. I don't know if I mentioned that. (laughs) And I want to put that out there that for people who do have a lot of these things in your house, and if you have people come over, like, just do the courtesy. It's a privacy courtesy. (laughs) And I did that for my cat sitter. But, uh, But yeah, I've just been thinking a lot about that and just how I haven't relied at all on the assistant since I've been here. I've relied on Google search a hundred percent. That's everything. I mean, that powers everything that I do. And so that's really where that's where the money is. Yeah. I, uh, um, totally understand that. Totally respect that. And (laughs) I agree. I, I, I agree that probably of the four of these, like the assistant, there are things that I can do manually without the assistant. My my choice was different. Um, I did choose to do without uh, Google branded hardware, and that was on the basis of that's the only one that if I were to if uh, if I were faced with a problem of how do I replace this with something that will give me similar functions, it's that's really what it is android i agree with you android actually android was very very close because i could definitely go back to the to the iphone for a year it's i i I still prefer android i love my pixel phone but again I, i could go back to that but the the thing that really closed it for me was realizing that i certainly do prefer the reliability of a pixel branded phone that's it's head and shoulders. Whenever people ask ask me for a recommendation on uh, on Android phones, particularly if they're switching from an iPhone, I always say that get a Pixel. It'll give you the very least amount of trouble. Um, if you're looking to spend half the money <laughs> that you would be spending on an iPhone, there then I have other recommendations. But definitely Pixel is the way to go. Don't even consider anything else. Um, the uh, but. I can I could certainly get by with there there are a bunch of other Android phones that I could certainly enjoy using even a Samsung phone I'm sorry it sounds like I'm really dissing Samsung it's just that every time every time I get a new one to try it's like oh look it's 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 the new Fitzbinder uh, feature which is something that they demoed really really well and then we'll never hear from again because they basically put this new feature and this new hardware in here just for this one demo and that was it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and future updates, but I can, I can get by with that just fine. I don't think I'd like to do without Chrome OS, so I'd probably switch to an HP and, but, and you're absolutely right. The, the, the thing that is a good, uh, compliment to Google is that there are things that work so well, like Google search that it's like, uh, I mean, again, I just, it's so familiar and it's so comfortable and it, I, I know how to use this tool really, really well. Like, like during the holidays, when you find someone, when you see someone who has, uh, who has like a phone still that has like an actual physical keyboard on it. And when you were younger, you would have berated this, this relative for using something that they simply prefer because they like it. <laughs> and, but now that you're older, you're saying it works for them. 
yes, there are things that are more sophisticated, but they don't have any problems with this, and so they're going to stick with it. And also, unlike you, they're very, very good at not dropping a $600 computer in the toilet. They are very, very protective and, and very good with this uh, <laughs> with this sort of stuff. So, um, the and Google Assistant, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It's just that it is so damn convenient. Like so, my the uh, the Google Home that uh, I got on Black Friday sale, it took a for some reason it took a long time to arrive. So much so that I was wondering if it had been stolen off my porch, because I, I guess because of the because of like the holiday like crush of shipping, like uh, the route that Google had taken was to FedEx it to like a local shipper. So I got a confirmation. I got an email saying, hey, uh, FedEx confirms that it was delivered at the, at, the, at the address at so-and-so time. And I got the email from Google saying, hi, are you enjoying your new Google Home? Here are some tips. And I'm like, oh, man, now do I have to – one of the few bummers of, like, living in the bustling downtown district in a building with other people. It's like the first thing that FedEx is going to ask me is, did you knock on the doors of everybody else in the building and ask them, hi, friend, did you steal my $150 gadget? from your neighbor oh ha ha ho ho i know i know you didn't but ha ha ho ho you know see and that but yeah it did arrive so so what i so i i spent a little time like uh, last week or the week before for the first time like taking down my entire like <laughs> voice enabled assistant network as it is and redistributing devices and also because I've gotten more smart bulbs, not that I've been here for a year, like everything that needs to be a smart bulb is a smart bulb. Yes. And I just, now that, especially now that I have everything running exactly the way I like it, where now there are speakers so that when I'm in like that last half hour before I need to make my commuter train and so I want my music to be everywhere, my music is everywhere. And now uh, it's almost, I almost have like Tyrannosaurus Rex arms where it comes to like, reaching above like the sink to turn on like <laughs> to turn on like my dishwashing lights overhead that I, I would miss so given that i can replace my google branded hardware with something that will the screen will be the same <laughs> the software and services yeah i i, I kind of I, I don't want to have to learn how to turn things on manually and i don't want to have to strain just a little bit to hear music from the other room can I add a quick uh, note to your comment about using non-Google hardware? Uh, let's not also forget that there is OnePlus. And yeah. uh, my husband's been using the OnePlus 6T here in Romania. I, I kind of, I call my intern because I asked him <laughs> to help me test stuff. And quite frankly, I wanted to use, I wanted to use the Pixel 3 while I was here. And I, I think he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> more than the pixel two that i gave him though yes i give him my hand-me-downs um <laughs> hey this stuff costs money right yeah. and it, I, i'm just you know I, i'm thinking about it and i'm like i wonder you know again i've been talking to my cousins about all these android phones and they're way more interested in the one plus 60 hmm. yeah like they like the pixel three but the problem is it's so expensive especially here in europe like to do that conversion rate yeah, um, and taxes and all that. So with the OnePlus though, I mean, for 500 bucks, you get a flagship level phone. Yeah. The, one, one, the, the only, yeah, the only, uh, I, I think that if you want to switch to Android, it's either OnePlus or Samsung. The advantage of Samsung being that camera. 
it's like I would probably go to Samsung. Yeah. I, would, I would choose Samsung when I was when I selected that. It was pretty much just because of the camera and and maybe the S Pen if I went for the Note. Uh, you know what's interesting also because due to this conversation. Sorry, I don't know what happened to my English. I mean, to be fair, I've been like doing a lot of code switching while I'm here. So it's been like it's, my I brain see, is all I, over the place. I, I, I wish I, I, I wish I had like the I was ever I would ever be in a position to apologize that I'm sorry. I've been speaking. I've been speaking a, a different language in daily conversation in a foreign country for so long that, gosh, my English is sort of some some of the hard like I I I still remember uh, the Abu Dhabi fake language from the Zoom program on PBS. That's about as bilingual as I get. So congratulations. Uh, thank you. Well, yes, this has been like this since I was a little kid, actually. I would like always go back home and then just be like, hi, I forgot my English. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would like to also add to that is the fact that several years ago, we would have not been talking about Google phone, uh, Google hardware in this manner. Because Nexus devices, while they were wonderful reference devices for developers and the like, they were never the top-notch, like top-tier hardware that was on the market. It was always like if you wanted to get a camera that was in your pocket, you would get a Samsung phone. And that's what you know you would get. And then it would come at the expense of that version of Android. If you wanted a version of Android that was purely made by Google, then you would get the Nexus device, right? And so it's just interesting to note how far we've come in just four years. <laughs> yep. I mean, this is the conversation we're having is, you know, do you want to live without Google products? Google has a lineup of products now. It has a matching lineup of products in a variety of colors, by the way, <laughs> in case you haven't seen the advertising. Um, yeah, so no, it's just, uh, yeah, that, things evolve. That's yeah. That's that's absolutely true. It's like, it's uh, the it's the old thing that uh, it's 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 a, a an uh, analogy that hit me a while ago that Apple is like a is like a sniper. You don't know that a product exists. They make sure that their targets are lined up. They fire one shot and they get it. But yeah, they do. But but, they, but they really also do. but the the Android like platform was like. Like Tony Montana at the end of Scarface, he's got a machine gun and he's just going to be, sp and he knows like where he's aiming by where the bullets are hitting, and so he's able to change, right that that chain of bullet holes until he hits the thing he wants, and it's messier and it takes a longer time, but he still gets the target. So that's like Pixel to the uh, uh, Google hardware and Android in general. They took a while to get there, but dang it, they got there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, bef bef before this is, I know this is. Maybe we're playing this as, a, as an amended holiday show, but we, I, I think we need to follow this up with the flip side of that. Uh -huh. Now, same group of products, except now you can only keep one. There's one right. that you will have to give up all of the all of the rest for an entire year. You'll get them back in 2020, but there's only one you can keep. There's Android, Google Assistant, Chrome, and Chrome OS, Google branded hardware, or Google Search. Only one that you can keep. Which is it? I feel like I just feel I feel wrong for this answer because it just feels like <laughs> I've become what I said I would never become, <laughs> which is a brand loyalist. But I would keep all my Google branded hardware. Wow. So I would keep my Pixel. Uh, I would keep the Pixel book. I just am in such an ecosystem now and I'm in such a groove with these things that I... 
I would be too worried about all the things that would change. I mean, perhaps the more diplomatic answer would be that I would keep Android to say that, well, Android comes with all like the goodness of the Google Assistant. It comes with the Chrome browser on there. Uh, it comes on various different hardware. And so I'd be able to maybe explore my life outside of the Google ecosystem. But I want to say that I would keep the Google branded hardware because, because I totally understand how marketing works and it's completely like worked on me and I'm completely like sold on it. I mean, it is this weird, like my life has become super color coordinated. Like I was just looking at the, my little passport wallet today and it's like the exact same shade of pink as the pixel three case that I have on. Uh, which, which complements the pixel three pink, like beautifully because I bought it from the Google store and like you place that next to the pixel book. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, like when they do those Apple porn shots, like (laughs) Apple hardware porn shots, like that's exactly the same thing. It's just, uh, Hmm. they really, they got me, they got me good. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna admit it. You know, I, I just I just realized a flaw in my structure. Uh, if, uh, I Uh-oh. maybe I should have been a little bit more specific because uh, when I t- there you can uh, Android and Google branded hardware are in separate categories, which means that if you all Google branded hardware would mean that uh, this affects like what we were talking about earlier. Uh, means that you would have to give up like Samsung Android phones and OnePlus Android phones. You could keep your Chromebook, you can keep your Google Assistant, um, you could even keep your your earpods and your your Google Google Clips camera. You'd have to you would have to give up Android. Uh, you'd have to give you'd ha- you'd have to give up Android because you decided to keep Google branded hardware and get rid of Android. Mm. So if you're keeping Google branded hardware that means that you are uh, you are getting rid of Android. I don't like that. Hmm. I don't like that at all. Okay, uh, I rescind. I rescind. I, rescind. <laughs> I take my answer back. Uh, I would like to keep the Google Search, please. Really, that should have been my first answer because come on, people, it is the foundation for everything that we talk about when we talk about Google. First of all, first and foremost, it's that's what it started out. That is the seed that grew in, into the extreme orchard that exists now. Uh, And not to mention, as we were talking about earlier, it is very important for our livelihoods to have that indexed internet. And I mean, just think about the way that I've been able to easily navigate around this country. Like when I was a little, when I was a little girl, I had to basically rely on my dad and my mom to navigate us around this place. And so I didn't really get to like explore it also because as a kid, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is now. It's, it's very, for all the jokes that we make about being back, you know, in the old country and motherland, like Beer Cross is an incredibly cosmopolitan city and, uh, it is, it is very hip and cool. And, but at the same time, like I wouldn't know about how hip or cool it is if it wasn't for Google search, because all that stuff is indexed all the reviews people have left, all the uh, information about you know, like what food is served there and what people like, like all that stuff is indexed. And how would I find those places without Google? Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I pick the same thing. 
because okay. everything, if, again, if I can only keep one thing, Google search is, uh, it, it, it affects so much of my life where what's the first thing you go to? It really is the user interface to the internet for me. And whether I'm just looking, whether I'm just uh, uh, looking for news on, hey, what new comic books came out this week, or I'm trying to find details about a woman who lived in Paris in the 1890s, and all I have is an alias <laughs> and some of the people she worked for, <laughs> and I'm trying to piece together her life. It's like that's a wide span of <laughs> of, of uses for this thing, uh, and for the rest of the things on that list. I, I do prefer uh, I do prefer Chrome, but there are other browsers. I there are other mm -hmm. uh, phone operating systems. Google Assistant, yep. as we discussed, you can do. It's really nice, but you can do without it. There's other Google hardware. Plus, there's, but, sorry, there's Amazon. I yeah. mean, if you decide you want to do that, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for Google for search, I feel as though I would really be at a competitive disadvantage with the world and with my own ambitions if I gave that one up. You know, this is more than a game. This is just, this is like a, this is a psychological experiment. We basically just whittle down what it is that matters to us most. And it's exactly what Google has infused into its product lineup. I mean, it's, yeah. it's made the hardware that it has is vessel. They're just vessels for this search engine, for this index, for this mass, like this mass of ideas <laughs> and, and facts. And things. Yeah. It's, it's really is, it, it kind of points to maybe a conundrum that we're, de that we're dealing with here that technically speaking, the iPhone of Google, and here we mean like the thing that makes them an incredible amount of money. And if this source of revenue were to go away, it wouldn't end the company, but it would definitely put them on a plan B sort of track, uh, uh, is Google search. And Google search, oh, sorry, uh, uh, excuse me, their, their, their big product is advertising. And mm -hmm. Google search is what feeds the advertising. And, mm -hmm. and, and there, are the, there are other services, there are other products, that's fine. But chiefly, it's people, Google search allows Google to have, an, have a mind into what, pe what an individual is interested in and, and actually where they go on the internet. And so it's weird that uh, the thing that they put the most money into is maybe their most essential product but the product itself that's that's just a front end to the thing that actually makes the money so imagine that there were uh, new incredibly crippling regulations for privacy uh, and data retention and all that sort of stuff that functionally either put google out of the search business or put every other excuse me of the ad business or put every other ad network at the, exactly the same footing as google so now they have this really expensive product but it's not funding it's not helping them make money with ads anymore so how would google search change i don't and i don't know the answer to that i don't know the answer to that either it again very very related to my being in europe right now because i just keep thinking about how uh i keep thinking about gdpr because it i mean it comes up on every single website on my phone or on my computer and uh, and I do think about, uh, you know, how the EU is more regulatory friendly, regulation yeah. friendly, I should say, than the U.S. is. And, you know, I'm I'm seeing what life is like here with those kind of regulations. I mean, not 
exactly, but I'm getting a slight little bit of a taste of it. And so it's making me think like, what are the things that we can bring back into the U.S.? What are the things that we should be doing in the U.S.? I, you know, maybe next, maybe 2019's big word is going to be regulations. I know, I know it's a scary word for a lot of people. And I do understand why it's a scary word. Again, another thing that I'm learning, like being in Europe, because you hear that, you hear those opinions from people and they tell you, well, like, I understand you see the regulation as a good thing, but on the flip side, (laughs) yes, I know there's a flip side to everything, but I don't know. I also, but I also know that the way that things are going I feel like they're just moving so fast. And as we near the end of 2018, we see all the broken glass on the floor left behind by Facebook and, and all the other tech companies. And so we have to start thinking like, how do we stop breaking fewer windows? Yeah. Like when do we start keeping those windows in instead of just breaking them <laughs> to, to bring the analogy to a close? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a tough one. I I think that we're gonna live to see a lot of huge changes. Where just it's in I, I we we both lived through the nineties at, at at different ages to be sure, but we lived through the nineties back when like the Clinton administration here in the U.S. The attitude was no, we're we're not going to regulate technology because they move so much faster than regulations can keep up with, and we would just be stifling innovation. And boy, did that pay off! Like just the just just the idea of they they <laughs> that uh, the, the technology companies uh, and some very very smart legislators allowed a situation where it was. I can I can uh, I can create a digital copy of Casablanca or Star Wars and put it up on YouTube. And Google is not responsible for the fact that 100,000 people illegally downloaded Star Wars. At some point, Fox has to tell Google, hey, Star Wars, you know, that was uh, released in 1976, 1977, not in the public domain. We're going to need you to take that down. And Google says, "Oops, are bad," and we, they press a button, and it gets taken down. And they don't have to—they don't have to do anything. They're not—they're not, they're not at fault for anything. That's how nuts this. Oh, excuse me, how wonderfully nuts this hands-off attitude was. Uh, we've again, we've had let's not let's not have any laws whatsoever for twenty years. It's it's a quarter century now. It's worked out pretty well for a lot of things but i think now we're starting to see areas in which yes perhaps some limitations on what <laughs> say an ad network is allowed to do with data perhaps that would be prudent and correct at this time so a lot of companies whose products were developed their entire businesses were developed on the principle that we get to do whatever we want without any regulation whatsoever perhaps they're going to have to need to revisit their bit that business model once how do you build an ad, ad network where you are a required to retain every scrap of information you've collected about somebody under any context so that if that user asks for a copy of every piece of information they've ever collected, they will have that and will be able to provide that to that user while still being responsible for keeping that data so safe that nobody who doesn't have a right to get at it can get at it. That's a, not an easy problem to solve, and that could be one of the solutions that comes up. There's a this week 
one of the big there's no news this week news items was all that i think i think even gizmodo had the headline every every your biggest uh, every your biggest nightmare about uh, amazon branded smart assistant recording you and <laughs> recording conversations has come true and then you click through the story and it's about uh, again, someone who uh, in, who lives in a place that has regulations said, please give me all the data that you've collected with me through this smart device. And, turned, and it turned out that they sent him uh, the data from another user. So basically they got... Not not the not the open microphone conversations of happened in the living room of someone for the past year, but every single voice command that they executed and re- audio recordings, uh, transcripts of audio recordings, like went to the wrong person. So on so on the it shows that on the one hand, to comply with this stuff, they have to make sure they maintain this stuff. And yes, there are also good internal profitable reasons for keeping this data. You know, so you have this wonderful data set to draw upon when you're developing new features. But okay, so now we have to keep this. We can't do the Apple idea of we have. We even we don't know like what your passcode is, where your what your encryption code is. So we can't give you copies of anything because we don't have access to that. Uh, and on the same, it's it's going to be a hard thing for people to be able to manage for companies to be able to manage. So I don't know. We could be seeing that kind of revolution where Google is going to wish that they had the <laughs> Apple's two hundred forty billion dollars to say, okay, so we can. It's 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 like losing your job, but you managed to save like five years worth of <laughs> worth of salary. It's like okay, so clearly, if I do nothing, I'm going to be in trouble. If I don't if I don't solve this money problem in in five years. I'm going to be in trouble, but I got five years to work on this problem. So it's we're, we're I think we're going to start to see a couple of revolutions. Uh, and you know, there, there there was a time when <laughs> there was a time again within our mutual memories that said, "Oh wow!" But well, of course, handing out, let, letting uh, letting uh, this phone manufacturer have uh, access to so much of my 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 texts, my conversations, and my contacts. I mean, if that fell into the if they if they fell, if that fell into the wrong hands, that would be a big problem. But come on, like when is black? Barry ever going out of business or okay fine but, but nokia i mean nokia it was a big was the number one phone maker even before blackberry so when is nokia going to ever go out of business and so if you're thinking hey i'm fine because i'm trusting apple they'll never <laughs> they'll never fall on hard times and they'll never be bought for like pennies on the dollar by someone who pretty much just wants the real estate and the data <laughs> that could happen uh, actually i was just thinking i don't know that could but anyway I'm like, could that happen to Apple again? I don't know, Andy. Okay, no, they're pretty rich. <laughs> they they are pretty rich. They seem fine. Okay, but but also you, I, I'm speaking to someone who lives like in that area. There's going to be a t- there's going to be a time where what's 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 Apple's market cap yeah. about? Like now today, today it's like eight hundred billion dollars. Okay, well the if we, if we count all the real estate in the San Francisco Bay Area, there the real estate alone is worth like one point eight billion dollars, and that's before we like turn it into like luxury. Con- Condos. So we should make a play to buy out Apple. <laughs> and also, maybe maybe that actually, you know, now that I think of it, maybe that's why like they designed the spaceship campus the way they the way they did. Now every single unit in that luxury condo complex has these amazing like windows and like big like skyscraper style windows that face everywhere. the worst am i giving am i giving some some people like who are listening some ideas like you know what i my company couldn't raise that kind of capital but if we form like a partnership with eight other companies sell it to sell the idea to the shareholders 
too many, too many windows. You don't want to deal with all those windows. Trust me. It gets creepy when it gets dark outside. Do you know how big those curtains are to cover those windows? You don't want those windows. <laughs> also, they, what, what's it going to cost you to keep that place air conditioned? I'm asking you, you know? And it gets super hot in the Silicon Valley, by the way. So, <laughs> uh, boy, this, 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 those simple apricot orchards. They, 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 they certainly have changed in the past hundred years. I was totally thinking about that, Andy. I was going to interrupt <laughs> and be like, hey, you do, you guys already tore down a bunch of farmland. I mean, <laughs> it was like that was way before I was there. <laughs> oh, well, so shall, shall I leave you back to your uh, Romanian adventure? Yes. Well, my next adventure is sleeping. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And, and hopefully uh, stifling this Balkan cold, whatever is happening here. Well, you, you realize that I and probably a certain significant percentage of our listeners are hearing Vulcan, which is making it even more amusing. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of the same. I mean, both cultures are, you know, they very much laud their performance in things like mathematics <laughs> and sciences. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> Oh well. So anything, <laughs> uh, 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 anything that you want to call people's attention to for, for until we meet again the next week? Yeah, I have a quickie little life hacker article up on lifehacker.com about how to take very good pictures with your Android phone. So basic tips, but I tell you exactly how to use that lighting in your house. You know mm -hmm. what you need to sort of kind of. Uh, fashion your own studio shot with your Android phone. <laughs> yeah, I think you you can take this idea because I probably am not going to get around to actually doing it. It's like all the Christmassy stuff that like just walking through again my downtowny, villagey, oldy, timey, New Englandy like Christmas e Christmas tree sort of area that I live in, and also like being in New York and being in like Boston with all the Christmas trees. It's like the number of times. I have like seen couples taking selfies in front of Christmas trees or taking pictures of like the, the one relative who either doesn't like having doesn't like being in the picture or the other family members don't want them in the picture who has to take the picture. It's like, oh, my God, you're taking that so wrong. You're doing it so badly. It's like like the, the, the one thing that I just wish I had the I wish we lived in a social in this in a social order where I'm allowed to grab someone by the lapels and give them life changing information, not out of not out of a place of generosity, but because I'm just so frustrated with seeing people do this. It's like now I know that your idea is, hey, let's stand these people next to the pretty thing. But the people are like between five feet and six feet tall. The Christmas tree is 20 feet tall. You're taking a picture of, of human-shaped shape against lights a 20 to 30 feet away. What if you allow the people, you, like, stand far enough away from the tree, you get the tree, and allow the people to be like maybe 10 feet away and put them on one side of the picture. That way you, you know who these people are and you can see the tree. It's like, it's like it's 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 like being an editor or like an english teacher and like seeing somebody <laughs> and hearing somebody like use a word wrong or it's like or it's it's, it's like i know i know that i i myself thought that it was it was jerry rigged and not jury rigged for years 
I, but now every time I, I see someone write, oh, well, he, they, they, they managed to jerry-rig a, uh, a solution. It's like, it's not jerry-rig. It's jerry-rig. I know it's an easy, but please just. It's me. It's a fa- I'm, I'm pointing out a fault with me. Not you. Don't be offended. Andy, do you have anything that you want to let people know <laughs> um, about? Well, uh, my uh, my last uh, uh, tech thing on uh, WGBH is going to be on Friday uh, as we record this. So the basically the week that you uh, that you get this podcast, and we're going to be talking about a lot of end of year stuff. And for once, it's not about hey, here are the top five cameras, the the, the top three tech stories of 2019, 20, 2018. It's it's mostly here are things that are happening. <laughs> in the next four days uh, and things that will happen on January 1st that you might want to know about. So, uh, so it'll be fun. And and again, thankfully there is no horrific news (laughs) from the past week because again, everybody's just really chill. Everybody's decided to chill just for one week. Can we just chill? I appreciate my inbox this week. That's for sure. (laughs) Oh God. Again, let's enjoy the chill before everything starts again. Well, that's it for this week, everybody. Thank. Oh, well, let's just put on our, our, our usual pitch that uh, if you have you if you have if you'd like to share your own answers about again what of these five things uh, Google things that you would uh, choose to give up for one year for 2019, and which one would you keep? By all means, uh, you can go to relay.fm/material to send us an email. Uh, if you go there, you can also. Tell us about things we're doing right, things that you're not doing right. Uh, compliment us on our hair as you imagine it to be. Uh, and you can also uh, become a member of Relay.fm. Uh, and uh, it helps us out a bit. We like it. We It's, it's extra money to support materials uh, and Relay.fm and everybody else who creates these wonderful podcasts. Uh, so, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks for listening all this year. Hope you had a happy, happy holiday, whether uh, it was a holiday or just a wonderful Tuesday off for you. Uh, and hope you have a great week and we will hear you. We, you'll hear us next week too. Thank you so much. Happy New Year.